Google Analytics for humans is yes. going to happen, right? Yes. And I, if you I, need I, someone to build that, um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we will build that for no, you. No, we will not. Richard. Yes, Paul. Richard. I don't know if people are going to be able to hear the difference. They can feel the difference. They can feel the difference. We are at 101 Fifth Avenue. What's that? Who? Where is that? That is the office of Postlight. Whoa. 101 Fifth Avenue. That's just on the edge of Flatiron in New York City. Oh, it's the best place in the world. And I am spraying you with so many molecules of my mouth poison right now. We are both vaccinated. It's weird. This is my first day back, not your first day. Um, I've been in here a couple be times. Been in here a couple times. We're yeah, we're fully vaxxed. We're we've got our Excelsior passes on our phone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. which I, I think you can use to buy Bitcoin. I'm probably every time you check it, you bought Bitcoin. Frankly, Andrew Cuomo is going to give us all about five thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin just to kind of calm it, down. Yeah, just to keep everything going. <laughs> you know, you just went through it. I went through it a couple of weeks ago. Let's talk about the moment of transition when you returned to working in an office, right? So I've been here a couple of days. Yep. How, how did you feel when you opened that door? Well, let me go. Let me rewind back. I reminded myself that my train ride is two stops. Yeah. I, I, I'd forgotten. There are two very long stops. I live in Brooklyn, the, the offices in the city. It was just really weird. The whole thing has felt strange. I wasn't sure which direction the train was going to come in. It feels like a lot more time has passed than has actually passed. There's a, uh, a very well-known psychologist who talks about long-term memory. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of the term long-term memory? Yeah, sure. Not long-term memory as in like, I can remember from childhood. Long-term memory in that the first time you walk down a brand new street, you store away in short-term memory. And, and, right. and what happens is your experience there is very different that first time from all future times. Because once you file it away, it becomes something very, it gets registered very differently in your brain. Mm-hmm. And it becomes part of sort of hardwired memory that you just recall. Right. And what's happened is a lot of the things that you experience in your day-to-day, because you do a lot of the same things every day, get gets filed away in that long-term memory. And then the system gets shut off, right? Like okay. there's no more of that routine. Okay. And then you come back to it and you think you could just resume that same data inputs, those same usual routine data inputs like usual, and you can't. Your brain actually, the flash, like the, the, the SSD in your brain wiped out and you have to rebuild it again. Right. And, and a lot of it is rebuilding, I think, those, those things that you took for granted and just thought were just normal, which is weird and creepy, but you know the brain adjusts fast, I feel like. Pause for one second, right? This has been a tough year. A lot of people lost people. Like there, There's just a lot yeah. that was really bad about it. So don't read our enthusiasm and our like, well, here we go again. Like I'm not saying that all didn't happen. It's just like, well, here we are, and we're, we're going back forward. I'm wearing, you're wearing a nice sweater today and a watch. I am. I'm wearing a sweater and a nice shirt underneath. I'm feeling good. You know what happens when you get on a video call with people from the office? You don't put pants on? No, they look bananas. 
and we look tiny because yeah. we're in a conference room that's and the just, camera's not six yeah, inches away. Like everything was oriented yeah. around like let's you know yeah. let's make yeah. sure that yeah. groups of people can talk to groups of people. Yeah, and everyone's kind of staring, and you can see Slack reflected in their eyes. Yeah, what you're realizing as you if you come back into the office and you start looking around, you realize this isn't all going to happen in one day. Just what you're saying about long term memory is going to be a big reset that will take many months. Now, first of all, Postlight isn't open for business. We're in here because we're fully vaccinated and it's safe. Correct. Postlight is is open for business, but the office is not. So I think like the adjustment is going to be both, it's really exciting and fun to be back. I actually, I get, I'm very productive. Day one was not productive. Day one was a disaster. Yeah. When I came in, because oh, I was you're, you're you're storing the new data back. Your in. brain just is yeah. like, what do I what do I do now? What do I do? And every conference call I'd get on, everybody yeah. would be like, it'd be like five minutes of like, whoa, you're in the office. Yeah, yeah. But then day two, I was like, this is amazing. What a technology for productivity. Yeah. Four walls. Yeah. And you know, artificial lighting. You can get so much done here. I have a lot of thoughts about this. First off, I would just want to send love to New York City. I think this is. The greatest city in the world, and it's it's quieter than usual. It's a it Thursday. Is. You get, you get uh, off here. that train, and it's it's not as busy. It's not as as busy, and you know that energy and that uh, that sort of I don't know. It's sort of a low hum that makes the city the city. And I've been to a lot of places around the world, and and uh, the dynamism that makes this city what it is. You know, I miss it. I it's miss kind of pressure, right? It's a pressure. I, I I have pride in our ability to have succeeded here. There yeah. are a lot of people. Oh no, who, no, me too. When people say, you know what, I'm done. I'm moving upstate, and I'm going to pay, you know, one tenth for cost of living. And all I can think to myself is, wow, you're a loser. Yeah, that's no, great. I'm kidding. No, I don't. I, I don't I, think that. But I love. <laughs> the, I, you know, I was listening to Fareed Zakaria on a podcast recently, uh-huh. and he was talking about what's when we are past this. How does this play out? Yeah. Like what does it look like? Yeah. And he brought up this this point around how people thought that cities only arose because they were transportation hubs. And it just turns out people love the hum. They love being close to each other and they love that action. You know, and so when I moved to New York City, the number one thing I was, I was a designer back then, which is we don't talk about anymore, but I, I was never a good I one. I didn't know this. I was not good. I mean, I was good enough for the early web. <laughs> just <laughs> All right. Netscape. But, yeah. yeah, no, I I, I I sort of traveled closer and closer to sort of the platformy architecture type of stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I did a lot of design. So I was very font aware. That yeah. was, and I remember coming to the city and just realizing how much typography was around me, right? Like it was constant. As and you're non-stop. looking up at signs. Just and- endless stimulus that way. And, and actually, I mean, I got to give it to Silicon Valley, right? You walk around in Silicon Valley and people are talking about like low level cloud services, like they're talking about, I'm getting a cup of coffee, right? So there are, yeah. these places have cultures. What I love about here is that you can talk real fast all the time and everybody's into everything. And that is like there isn't Just one swirl. Like publishing and banking and, and yeah. money and yeah. not money and yeah. NGOs and and you know real social progressives yeah. and real hardcore banks and just it's all a horrible mess. Yeah. It's a it's been a horrible mess for 300, 400 years. Yeah, and and I think humans need it. Yeah, uh, you although know, An- Andrew Yang might be our next neighbor, so it might be over. We might be let's <laughs> enjoy this moment. Yeah. So, did I say neighbor? I meant mayor. Let me ask you this: I was I was reading recently about how people, even though all the boxes will be checked, vaccinated, numbers are near zero, everything's fine. It's still, there will be a lag between people just, it's not a switch you can flip. 
Well, we're um, all still wearing masks outside. We're still wearing masks outside. Okay, so uh, there's, there's actually- because I nobody wants to hear me yell out on the street corner, I'm vaccinated. Ex- exactly. We just, you and I just went and got a cup of coffee. Yes. And I, I want to show people my Excelsior Pass so bad. Okay, tell people what the Excelsior Pass is. It's an app you get on your phone. Is it Bitcoin? <laughs> it really is. Okay, so New York State has released an app, and yep. it basically produces a QR-style code that proves you have been vaccinated. And the way you get into the app is you log in, you say when your second vax was, the date, your name, et cetera. And, and, and it goes, it, it hits the database of who's been vaccinated, and it says, yep, legit. And then they give you, uh, you know, and I think mine is good through, I don't know, like September, yeah. I have my little QR code and I can walk in anywhere that they demand it and I can hold it up and I can say, Bill Gates implanted his microchip directly into my brain. Yeah. I am vaccine for work group 3.11 compliant. Yeah. And they'll go, great, come on in. None of the restaurants are checking this. Nobody's checking this. Well, they don't want to exclude. First off, what percentage do you think of the tens of millions of New York's people in New York state who are vaccinated have the Excelsior pass and have filled out the application. Probably surprisingly and difficultingly low, although it works fine on Android. So that's always a good sign. Uh, Answer the question, Paul. 3%. (laughs) Exactly. We're nerds and we are like, Oh cool. This is going to, this is going to be my key to freedom. I, as the minute I install this, my wife will be, more comfortable would be me being in her physical space. Being nearby. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Our spouses are so done. Everybody's done with everyone. Yeah. And so that, that, that mobility, that freedom, uh, I know, I know there is, this has opened up the possibilities of having greater flexibility. I recognize that and I, I understand it. Um, But I think there are certain dynamics that are going to kick in that are going to draw people back in. I'll tell you why, because New York city arose by being a trade hub. Sure. It's the And then that died, right? Huge tankers filled with containers don't come into New York City. But yeah. guess what? New well, York we, City- we don't, we don't power things by whale oil anymore either. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> There's that. And so I think, I think with cities, once you spin, it's like putting a satellite in space. If you do it just right, it spins forever. And cities, I think, once you have- just just enough energy and action that's happening in those cities, they are going to draw people in. You know who you can ask as to what the future looks like? Ask the teenager who lives in a suburb who likes to drive into New York City oh, yeah. to go out, yeah. right? That is, I, I grew up in, in many years in, in the Southern part of Brooklyn, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Yeah. And it was a big deal to plan out who got the car to drive into it's, the city It's to a go big out. part of Saturday Night Fever. Right, like they don't, I, I don't, they don't like even what you're make insinuating. It. They don't even yes. make it. no. They're in Bay Ridge. They don't even make it into Manhattan, if I remember. Like it, it, just, it's <laughs> it, that's the story, right? Yeah. Which is he's dating this woman who is a you know intellectual living in Manhattan, and yeah. he's just a dude from Bay Ridge, which is pretty much my story. But of course, it's, just, it's worth sharing. Of course, but that pull yeah. doesn't go away. We've had pandemics before. We've had other things happen before. Well, um, you know what? What you're never allowed to say from any direction is. The role that sort of like pleasure and checking things out and talking to people and just shooting the shit actually plays in living your life and how important it is and how much like, like, you know, the water cooler is a big part of any job. And, but so is like the sense of how am I doing? Am I thinking interesting thoughts here? How am I doing it? If you're not motivated towards that, that's fine. And there are wonderful ways to work remotely. We're not arguing that. It's just like, there's always this, this sort of fundamental assumption that, oh, 
this agora style technology technology of bringing humans together through infrastructure you know that that's going to eventually it's going to expire and it's like no we're going to there's going to be parts of the space the enormous um asteroids that we live in where are they're a little cooler than the other parts yeah like, it's just everybody thinks they're going to solve for humans with technology and actually saying that like everything's going to go remote i think it's a pretty good example of that it's not that lots of things won't be remote and we won't be flexible but just you're just occasionally not going to be able to reproduce humans in the office so here we are right the greatest moments for work and work for me are ones where something comes out of a collaboration that wasn't anticipated. But like uh, customer service, your job is to chew through 200, like they rank you. I've done by it. How I've many been calls there. Yeah, sure. You can, you, can, you can chew through, not even calls, you're the live chat person Absolutely. on the bottom right corner of, of, of Amazon or whatever. Let me help you with that. Last week I did, I averaged 160 a day. This week I'm averaging 180 a day. Yeah. That is a job that is, it's difficult to find. Op- First off, even in that job, you do want to be noticed you do want to hear from others who have advanced, who have ideas about how you can do better. You do want to be seen. You want to be, especially by people who actually control levers of your around your success. These are all things, even in the most rote, like basic job, you still want that connection, right? Yep. I don't, I'm not convinced that you can translate that into, hey, I looked at you on the dashboard this week, Jim. In well, Iowa. That's just <laughs> and your your chart's looking great. That just leads to hell. It's just not good. It just leads to hell. And it's, I mean, you know, one of the worst that's call center is famously, whenever you talk to people who work at call centers, right? It's a very specific kind of experience because you're just totally commoditized. You're turned into a couple numbers. And then the manager who used to be you has decided that they're not going to let themselves die inside. They're going to make you die inside. Right. And it kind of goes up and, you know, then it's just all these things with escalation. Your numbers aren't that good, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's the most commoditized version of humans that you can find out of an assembly line, right? It's just That's but, right. But they're trafficking information literally because AI hasn't gotten to the point. Right. Um, it's like halfway. You can tell when a human joins the conversation. You ever like ping Best Buy? Yeah. And it's like, hello, I'm Anastasia. Can I help oh, you? Oh, yeah. And then it's clearly spitting up scripts, like you responses. You know what sucks, too, is like, this is the thing. We're headed there. Like, everybody's like, oh, giant, giant technology companies are going to be totally willing to let all of their employees work remotely. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And that is really good. That's really good for people with disabilities. It's really good for people with young kids. It's, there's, that flexibility is great. But then that dashboard's coming. It's coming. Now shifting to sort of what I do. um, Finally, we can get an answer to this question. Yeah, I'm incredibly fortunate because I stare into a lot of uncertainty Mm -hmm. and there are hard problems ahead. And I think, you know, if if people who want to glimpse into our work dynamic, dynamic, a lot of it is just highly, it's just a lot of volleying of thoughts. Uh, It looks like we're sitting there and talking. It's the worst thing in the world. It looks like we're sitting there. It really does. If you were to look at Rich and I working, it's conversation to the point of exhaustion. I have noticed this. Let me go deep for a second. The more and more senior you get, and I would say the last year has made us very senior. We're running a company that is headed towards 100 people. We delegate a lot more. We're uh, Mm -hmm. in some aspects, a company at this size, you treat it 
like the finances become a little more like a bank and a little less like a like a deli. Like you know, there's a there's a no offense to delis. No, but so let's let's just stay out loud. We're, we don't want to offend delis, and well, we, we don't want to offend customer service people. No, we who love, often eat at delis. We need both of them. You we used to work at delis. Lots of people work. I've done a little customer service. It I, is what it I is. I used to make a sandwich. Yes, exactly. So the thorny part is that. One, the awful thing about high-level managers, now that I kind of am one, you truly are, and I know a lot of them, Yeah, all of us are exhausting. We exhaust all the, the entire probability space in front of us, and we force people to defend and communicate around it, and we look for probability after probability, and we, we sometimes just seem like idiots, and sometimes it seems like we're worried about the wrong thing, and yet you look around, and this company exists, and it's not an accident, right? Like, there's a reason it's here, yeah. and I see that with lots and lots of leaders that I work with, and I don't actually, I used to take it very personally and be like, oh, boy they really came at me hard and I didn't, I didn't meet the standard. And now I know it's like, oh, this is just someone who operates on the principle of exhaustion, whether they would ever name it that way or not. Yeah. You might call it as a former lawyer, you'll say Socratic method. I'll say, well, I just like, I just I mean, kind of, let's articulate to- what you're saying. here. You're talking about this sort of very dialogue driven pelting of questions. Let's play it out. Get- let's come up with a, let's come up with a scenario and you will be you and I will be the, somebody who's trying to convince you of something. You're trying to, okay. The scenario uh, is post- Paul, uh, Paul, I read, I read your note. I don't usually get notes, uh, emails on Sunday nights, but yeah. it was an interesting email to get. I, I was drinking. What, <laughs> what are your, what are your thoughts to walk me through it? Well, worth pointing out. Let me just pause you there. Leaders will, ne- if, if it's something big and meaty, they will always ask to talk to you. Good leaders will always ask to talk to you. Yeah, if they're responding back in the email, you pretty much didn't, it didn't go, it didn't make it through. It, yeah. They're just saying, interesting, let's catch up on that sometime. Yeah, yeah. That's no, the if, end of it. if they say, let's schedule time, now it's, now, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay, so yeah, I saw your note, Paul. What's up? Look, I, I looked at a lot of our inbound recently. There's a lot going on in Europe around the, uh, sort of platform-based technology stuff. And I would love to see mm-hmm. us get some of that business. I think you have a, um, first of all, just personally, I think it's really interesting. I think it'd be interesting to set up an office over there. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how that would go. Mm-hmm. But I, if you look at the the numbers, that is a, a huge growth sector um, in the, the UK. Okay. Um, and also in the EU. So of course now it's complicated with Brexit, but I want to talk about that with you too. Yeah. I like the idea. Uh, I, I think it's interesting because it's ambitious, but you know, planting a flag means you got to have someone that's going to carry the presence in the... Like, do you have someone in mind? Well, let's say we could find that person. I I think there's a lot of good leaders over there. I know there's a lot of small agencies. Maybe could we buy an agency over there? That's interesting. That's more interesting because here's my fear. Uh. My fear is you stand up all the people that can execute on you landing some business in London, but there's nobody there that is creating heat and attracting interest in the fact that like, we'll do the best we can. We'll write a blog post, maybe talk about it on a podcast. Maybe we'll get someone with an English accent on the podcast, which could really boost sales. Yeah. But until then, that's pretty terrifying. I got some bad news for you. There's 28 minutes left in this meeting. (laughs) (laughs) This is real, right? So like, does that mean here's a, here's something that a lot of people misread when we have dialogue like this, they think too highly of us because they think I'm trying to get you to the answer I want you to have. And it turns out I really don't know a lot of the I time. Don't, I don't know the answer. I really you, don't know. You know, know what a we have? We have gut instinct, we have a rough sense of quality, and then, you know, and sort of what products might work here. And, and also, we have a very good sense of what our clients need because we, there's just decades of, of sort of those relationships. Yes. But after that, this is something I have a lot of trouble communicating this. I need to write about it. 
it's one of the hardest things to get across because, and I'll tell you, when I was younger, I used to think that there was a store of secret special knowledge that I didn't have access to. And that access, that might include like what the economy is doing, what is happening in the marketplace. And I would think about things like the Bloomberg terminal. This is black boxes Absolutely. that just hold power and knowledge. Money and power have all this secret information. Yeah. They have better information that yeah. is more highly vetted and costs more. Yeah. But there is actually very, very little secret information. Yeah. It is all about having the power to operate on the information in front of you and the ability to sort of make decisions. But you don't know really anything that someone with a good – with Google and maybe like – six thousand dollars in the bank yeah couldn't go find out read figure out you don't yeah. have and you don't yeah. i don't i don't have any secret information that yeah. lets me be a better capitalist yeah it's hard to get that across to people because they see this current state of success they don't we don't no one in power actually has all that much i mean the president does yeah even jeff bezos sees probably about 10 times, he can contextualize probably 10 times more than we can yeah. because he has the entirety of Amazon filtering up to him. So he can see the whole economy in a yeah. very specific way. But all that information is actually only valuable if you're, if you have something that can operate upon that information. Yeah. You know, I mean, what would be the one, if I could, I mean, fantasize for one minute, what is one thing that you wish you could find out? Wish I could find out. It's, it's always forward looking. Whenever I find that we've reached a an island of calm and serenity, my brain leaves the island and goes to the island where the volcano is oozing Ab out absolutely. and all the villagers are running, right? Yep. I, so looking ahead, I mean, all of, all of decisions are really driven around where you think things are going to be, not yeah. where they are today. I would love, so I'll give you my example. I would love accurate market sizing and current trends in climate and digital work because we're seeing more and more climate work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the people who have that information now are more on the like consulting side gartner side mckinsey mm -hmm. deloitte mm -hmm. those are the people who are able to do that research and get actually understand the market like mm -hmm. accenture knows more about what's happening with digital climate than postlight does they also know more about what people are talking about inside of a lot of big companies. That is correct. Than post that is correct. does. That's At true. the same time, we're getting more and more climate work and it's yes. more and more interesting. So they have direct information in their hands that I don't have access to. So we have to guess yeah. because we're little. Yes. Now, what what is the tremendous fortune we have is we are in an industry that is highly it's a volatile industry but it moves very quickly and it's still a very it's still a very well funded forward moving industry. So we're able to make some bets without tremendous risk. Like this is not, we don't have the pressure. If you own a deli and you have to own an, if you have to open up another deli, the bank is where you go. And that could be your whole life. It's straightforward because it's like, I've been a good citizen. I've never been late on my loans, loan payments. Yeah. Let me borrow some money. Okay. And, and off you go, right? I want to, I want to bring this back to remote versus in person. I want to share a thought and then ask you a question. Great. All right. My thought is this. One of the most frustrating things I've found with working remotely as a leader is that all problem spaces are bounded into calendar boxes. That is correct. And, and it's it's a very hierarchical structure too, right? Correct. Like it's just, you can correct. only go one level up or one level down. Correct. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know what I want the outcome to be out of an important discussion. And all I see is the clock ticking because there's another box right after. I got to tell you, open-ended questions, like you drop an open-ended question in Slack. And it is a, it, it just sits there. 
it's it, this. I think this is where we're hitting the wall. And so and we are at the stage of leadership where, like, I want to come in and say to leaders at Postlight, what do you think is coming for us in the next couple of years, right? And I think we're having those conversations, but you can actually see them go like, whoa, that's a huge brain reset. And it's yeah. you can't you can't yeah. just drop it in Slack. There's actually hours of conversation that have to happen. Paul, pre-pandemic, people to ask that question would first go into the woods and sit around a campfire. Yeah. And then they have good catering. Mm-hmm. Usually like there's like a there's a whole buffet. Pot belly sandwiches. No, we're going we're upgrading. We're going beyond uh, that. Now. Okay, we're on okay. an offsite. We're in a lodge. Okay. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's Got an offsite. Boy, they have offsites. Offsites are probably so cheap right now. You can probably get an offsite scheduled at like a lodge upstate for like forty five dollars. I'm not sure because I think everybody in New York City is there right now. Yeah, that is probably <laughs> so true. I don't know. Offsites there right now. But you're raising a hugely important question, right? And this is, I think, telling about the transition back, which is even without a pandemic, when the big questions had to get asked and when the leadership was trying to think about where things were going, you left the office. They often, it was very ritualistic. They were like, keep your phone in your hotel room. No, we would go get breathers sometimes. We would go get breathers are these rental meeting rooms all around the city. Because it's important to be able to kind of flop around. And the big thing for those conversations is to subvert the hierarchy in the organization. And to have a different setting. Yeah. And not to sit there on your email. And let's call it, I'm, I'm guilt as guilty as anyone else. The eyes shift away oh. from that Zoom call and you're checking We've email. We've all been on Slack for a year. Yeah. And you, you just sort of scrub the channels while... While people talk, and I mean, we've all heard, and this is me, this is you, and this is everyone that I know has heard 20% of the words that have flowed through their ears. And and you know what it is too, dude? I, I have this habit. Uh, I'm not clicking on anything. I'm constantly clicking on my mouse oh. pointer, and it's not touching anything. I know. It's bananas. Oh, no, no, no. We, that's what I'm saying. When you're when you're here in the office wearing your sweater, drinking your water out of a bottle like a, like a civilized human being. And then you look onto the people on video. They, it's like they just—it's like Lost. It's like <laughs> you're watching. Watch, yeah, capital. Yeah. It's like you're watching an yeah. episode of Lost. Like they're just yeah. on the plane, and their their eyes are darting, and they're they're clearly in a state of risk. Yeah, um, it's really bad. It's, it's bad. Really bad. It's bad. And it's you know, again, people are very sensitive about remote. We're gonna be very fluid. But yes. it's been a year of crisis. We've all gotten used to crisis. It's gonna take us a little bit to unpack that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It'll be a little easier if you come in every now and then. It's easier to unpack the crisis when you're having a nice seltzer out of the fridge. I, 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 I'm going to predict that we're not going to have to pitch it to people to come back. I, I think that's true. I think it's I'm going to assume natural. the parents want to come in real <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. I'll tell you, the parents are exactly. ready. So when you say come in, Paul, which company are you talking about? I'm talking about Postlight. We were little. Not so little anymore. Not so little anymore. We're a growing business. We are a digital strategy partner with great design, engineering, product management, product strategy, based in New York, really everywhere. All kinds of great case studies. You should check us out. Yeah, look at the website. If you haven't looked in a while, absolutely check it out because we are, especially, go look at what we did for the MTA. Give you a sense of who we are. Yes. Great idea. All right. So reach out. Yeah. Hello at postlight.com. Still works. Never stops working. Be safe, everyone. We're looking forward to uh, reconnecting with people. We're looking forward to having events in this space that we are in right now. Bit by bit. Probably end of the year. Got our Excelsior passes out. Yes. Just keep flashing the Excelsior pass. Anytime anyone says, looks at you the wrong way, just take the pass out, Paul. All right. Big question. Big question. You coming in tomorrow? 
this was crazy. Yeah, this is it's very stressful. I'll see first, you in like two weeks. That first day just scrubs your brain. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll talk right, to you soon. Have a great week. Bye.